following Sebastian Ajo signing his eight-year contract extension, he and Dom Waddell held a press conference earlier this afternoon. We give our takeaways from Ajo, from Waddell, as well as what is next for the Hurricanes going forward, all in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. And as we said earlier, the Carolina Hurricanes and Sebastian Ajo have reached a contract extension. We went in depth in it in uh, today's other episode, and my co-host Andrew is here with me as always. And Waddell and Ajo held a press conference shortly after uh, we got re- done recording our first episode of the day, and you went back and uh, listened and watched to that press conference, and you had a lot of takeaways from that. And we're going to start off with the man of the hour, the birthday boy, really, uh, as, because not only did he sign a eight-year, $78 million contract extension, Sebastian Ajo also turned 26 years old today. And again, like I said, we're going to start off with him. And Andrew, what were your takeaways from Sebastian Ajo in the press conference this afternoon? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, in just watching that and listening to him, it's been really cool to see since he's been here, you know, the past seven years, which really even just hearing that is like crazy to think about. Sebastian Ajo has already been with the Hurricanes for seven years. Um, Just remembering going back to him as a rookie. You know, I remember I was covering the team at the time. I remember interviewing him as a rookie. He worked really hard you know, to get better and better in his interviews as a rookie and just seeing him from then until now, how much more comfortable and confident he is in speaking and answering questions and really taking on that, you know, more leadership role and speaking on behalf of the entire team uh, is, is really cool to see the way that he's grown in that regard. I mean, he's just watching him today. He's just, he's just so well-spoken and it's just night and day different from when he mm-hmm. was, you know, in, 18, 19 year old kid first breaking into the NHL. So that, that's, yeah. that's one immediate overall takeaway that I, I think that's been really cool to see with him. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's definitely been something that you just kind of notice year after year, just how he keeps getting better and better with these interviews, getting better with his English. Cause I remember as well, uh, whenever yeah, he first came in and you could tell at times, you know, he'd struggle. And he's he's gotten so much better at it. And while you were talking, I did do uh, some quick math real quick, uh, because like you said, it's been seven years already. And then you add nine more on top of that, you know, the eight year extension plus this next one. 
when all is said and done at the end of this deal, he will have been a hurricane for 16 years. And that is crazy to think about his uh, NHL career could get its driver's license when <laughs> this deal is all said and done. And, you know, what were some other takeaways you had from Ajo's press conference? Yeah, the first question he got, I think that was interesting, was from Corey Lavalette of the North State Journal and The Athletic, and it was what makes this a successful contract. And, you know, hearing from Ajo, he just said, you know, this is the place that I want to play. This is where I want to be. But, you know, he talked about the organization taking huge steps over the last five years, building every year, getting better and better, getting to be a consistent playoff team. You know, he talked about Rod Brindamore being the only coach he wants to play for, how his, you know, connection, all of that, plus his connections with his teammates, his connections with the fan base, made it a very easy decision for him to re-sign here. So I think, you know, that's another speaks to how far the Hurricanes have come over this span of, you know, hearing that from a star player, that this is a destination, this is where they want to be, this is where they want to build their career. And, you know, we'll get to this some in Waddell's, um, and the takeaways from the Waddell press conference as well, because it's really neat to hear that, especially from Ajo, because he's been, you know, front and center of this whole thing, of this building process, you know, you can, we've had the debate, you know, you can pick between him and Jacob Slavin for the Hurricanes team MVP over the years, but certainly Ajo right there leading the charge for this whole thing. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I saw a comment on uh, our episode prior to this one of someone pointing out how, you know, you get this pick in the second round and it uh, turns into, you know, your, uh, first line centering franchise player that's not something that happens very often with nhl teams and yeah it he has been front and center for all of this you know we've said it many times you know there's three core guys that the hurricanes have it's sebastian aho it's andre sveshnikov and it's jacob slavin and they got like you said in today's other episode they have two of those three guys locked down long term uh, and Jacob Slavin, his turn, his turn will come next summer, uh, whenever his extension comes due. And we've obviously both been fans of the Hurricanes for a very, very, very long time. And we remember the days where you know this was not a destination for guys to come. It was where they just happened to get stuck. And it is very nice to hear. You know, a star player like Sebastian Ajo say that this is where he wants to be. And it's it's nice sometimes, you know, just to hear that with, you know, the franchise having come back from what it has come back from. Yeah, definitely. And you hear from Sebastian Ajo, you know, that the only choice he had in his mind was that he wanted to sign with the Hurricanes. You know, that it was a no-brainer for him to keep playing for the Canes. The earlier, the better. He wanted to get it done before the season. Mm-hmm. But the talk started really well. Talk started pretty quickly after the season. Um, that you know, this is just something that he wanted. Something the team wanted. It was a really easy decision. It sounds like to get it done. And it, again, it is cool. And it's obviously a departure from the way things went the last time with the offer sheet. That it mm-hmm. was just nope. 
we're getting this done. He's signing with the Hurricanes. That's it. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, obviously, uh, today with the deal getting announced, that tweet of Montreal uh, announcing that he had signed the offer sheet, that's been making the rounds today. So that's obviously yeah. <laughs> fun uh, to relive that. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that they're just able to get this done now. And, and like I said, you know, when all is said and done with this particular deal, he'll have been a hurricane for 16 years. And, you know, he'll be in his mid thirties at that point. So, you know, this could be one that, you know, it could be like his last like big deal too, you know, because of just how, where it's going to take him in terms of his career. Maybe he signs another uh, little short term deal after that uh, and plays another couple years. But yeah, you know, it, this kind of all but well i wouldn't say all but guarantees because again you have mid 30s you could still have a few more years on the end of it but he's going to play uh 90 of his nhl career with the hurricanes at, at that point by the time everything is said and done uh with this contract yeah and the other thing that i thought was really interesting from hearing from aho is you know the hurricanes have had a pretty busy pretty good off season so far. I mean, bringing in Dmitry Orlov, bringing in Michael Bunting, they brought back Tony D'Angelo yesterday. They, um, you know, re-signed a bunch of their guys to bargain deals. This is really the first time we've heard, you know, we've heard from Dom Waddell quite a bit. This is really the first time we've heard from any of that core group of players about the off season that the Hurricanes had. And, you know, Ajo said that he felt like this was the best team on paper that the Hurricanes have had, and that's one of the reasons it was an easy decision to sign. He kind of said, you know, all you can ask for from your team is a chance to win, and he feels like the Canes have the chance to go out there and be the best team in the league this year. And ultimately, I think, you know, obviously he wanted to make his money. He wanted to get the best deal he could for himself. But, you know, we've we've heard Sebastian Ajo is a competitor. He, Mm -hmm. He would not have signed this deal if he didn't think, staying in Carolina was going to give him a good chance to win the Stanley cup. And I I feel like he's confident, you know, in the direction of the team that they can get that done at some point. Yeah. It it really is a big sign that, you know, this team, you know, they're in a, they're in a position where they can win. We've talked about that a lot. It feels over this off season with deals that have been signed this off season trades that have been made. And then, you know, moves over the past uh, couple seasons. Uh, just how, you know, like we said earlier, this has become a destination for guys. Whereas, like we said, uh, used to be a guy where you know, players just played because they couldn't play anywhere else. And, you know, we look at you know, Sebastian Ajo. He's the big name that everyone's talking about right now. Talk about it earlier in the offseason, Jordan Stahl. Uh, you know, he obviously is in the twilight of his career. This is more than likely going to be his last deal that he signed. So he's going to want to have a chance to get that second ring and want to do it in a place you know, where he can win. And he decided he's going to stay here. And Brent Burns waving his uh, no trade clause to come here last season. And we've kept talking about it all offseason. Eric Carlson, he's a guy he wanted to get traded to a contender. And the Hurricanes, you know, still as of right now, 
are still reportedly in the mix on that too. So the fact that they can be a draw for these star players, it's a great thing. And like you said, to hear it come from a franchise player like Sebastian Ajo is great to hear. Yeah, and the inter- other interesting thing, you mentioned Jordan Stahl. The last thing I want to touch on with what Ajo talked about in his presser today, you know, it's kind of cool. We've talked about how much a guy like Justin Williams meant to the start of this current era of success that the Hurricanes are in and what he was able to do. We talked about Sebastian Ajo now really taking over more and more, making this his team, taking on more of that leadership role and potentially being a future captain. Mm-hmm. He talked about, you know, how how blessed he felt to be able to learn about how to be a leader from just the guys like Justin Williams and George Stahl. So I thought that was really kind of cool mm-hmm. and sort of a full circle moment to, you know, Aho was still learning and growing as a young player when this current run of success started. And now he's that guy who's mm-hmm. taking on more of a leading role. And there's other younger guys in the fold that are learning from him now. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. It really, really is, you know, seeing it, I guess you would say the old guard, you know, starting to move on. And, you know, like like you said, Justin Williams, Jordan Stahl, you know, these those guys that were like the really young guys, yeah, you know, at the start of all this are now becoming the leaders on the team. And, you know, essentially, yeah, they're, before too long, it's gonna be you know Sebastian Ajo. He's the he's gonna be the future captain. I think uh, we both share in that sentiment. I know we've seen a lot of that online today. Of with this deal, that pretty much guarantees uh, af- after the next four seasons, it's gonna be him. You know, if they don't do a little transition period thing. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, and we also did get to hear from Don Waddell uh, in this press conference, so as well as Sebastian Ajo, and we will get into what Don Waddell had to say in the press conference right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, it is baseball season, and you guys know how much we love baseball here. You see us wearing baseball shirts all the time, whether it be the Kansas City Royals, the Detroit Tigers, what have you. You guys know we love baseball. And if you love baseball too, regardless of your favorite team, you can take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you're a Royals or Tigers fan like us, then, you know, you're going to be in a good spot there. And because that's $200, you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
Now, getting back into the Dom Woodell uh, press conference, uh, and because it's always good to hear from Don, you know, even though sometimes he can be a man of few words, uh, of not you know given a whole lot to work with uh, when it comes to press conferences. But uh, as always, we're still going to dive into those. Uh, but Andrew, what were some of your takeaways from Don Waddell's uh, press conference? Yeah, I mean, he talked about, you know, a lot of what we just talked about with Aho that, you know, they started to build this thing five years ago. And Aho was, you know, they with putting some great pieces in place. And he specifically called Sebastian Aho the number one piece that's put in, been put in place. You know, he said, no disrespect to anybody else, but like we've been saying with this whole thing. He's the guy that that is why it was such a priority to get him locked up today that, it, you know, when you're building a team, you want to build it around around great players and also great people like him, that it was an easy decision for them to go with the eight years to lock him in. And also, again, you know what we've reiterated that just knowing how important Aho is, they really wanted to get this done this summer and not have to sit on it all year throughout the season and hope they could get it done at the end of the season. Now there's no stress. There's no worry. There's mm-hmm. no drama. Your top guy, your franchise center is here. He is here for the next nine years. If you are not, a, that is not a concern. I'd have to imagine getting this officially done today is probably a major load. I mean, I'm sure he's still got plenty of things on his mind as an NHL general manager, but this has to be a major load off of Don Waddell's mind today. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's got to be a big load off of him because you know one thing you know, I thought about earlier today after we recorded our first episode was that you know, they're able to get it done now. Uh, obviously, we've had our frustrations with the flat cap. But yeah, you know, they're able to get it done now with the flat cap in in place because we've seen you know, how that's uh, affected contracts this offseason uh, already across the league. But you're getting that done now as opposed to next offseason when the cap is expected to rise. And yeah, you know, you're that in a way gives them a little bit more. I. I what's the word I'm looking for uh, makes it a little bit more easy for them to get, uh, you know, the salary to a good spot, because like we were saying earlier, you know, this is one that easily could have hit, you know, a 10 million AAV and, you know, they're able to keep it under 10. So the fact that they're able to do that, you know, because next, who knows what this season is going to have. He could have, you know, another all-star caliber season, have a great run in the playoffs and then that, you know, drive it up even higher. Uh, so the fact that they're able to get it done now uh, is always a good thing. Now let's hope we, you know, obviously this isn't going to happen. Yeah, he's not going to fall off a cliff, but you know, like I said, you know, you're just able to get it done now out of the way, you know, not having to worry about it for the next nine years. Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be, as I said, I think that's a really good thing. Like like you mentioned, you know, this is something that if you let it pay, play out, 
teams have gotten burned in the past mm-hmm. uh, in I, you know you see it in every sport really you see it in yeah. hockey you've seen it in the NFL um you know I'll just give an example of my chiefs I mean a couple different times in um the mid 2010s with defensive stars like Justin Houston and Eric Berry they didn't lock them up b- before the contract year and yes you know there's a saying in sports the contract year is undefeated. Sebastian Ajo go say Sebastian Ajo goes into that contract year and he goes out there this season and puts up a hundred points. You ain't, up get, you ain't getting him for under ten million if that happens. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah, it, it's a shrewd piece of business for the Hurricanes, and he also talked about how good they feel going forward. You know, having all these young guys like Ajo, Svechnikov. Kokaniemi locked up as a really good start to their long-term piece at forward. He talks some more about some other guys that we'll get to in the next segment about what is next for the Hurricanes, but definitely they're off to a good start here. Yeah, off to a great, great start. And like you said, you know, there are other guys that uh, Waddell did talk about, and we'll get to those in a second. But, you know, one other name that, uh, you know, just popped in my head of, you know, being you know, a guy that's going to be coming due for an extension here soon is Seth Jarvis. Uh, and, you know, he's another guy that I think, you know, could be you know, a really, really important piece of this team going forward, locking up the young guys long term. But that's one, you know, we'll talk about more as time goes on because, one thing that I do like about what they're doing right now, locking up Aho, locking up Sveshnikov, locking up Kokinyemi, and then you know next offseason they're going to lock up Jacob Slavin. Having these really talented players locked up long-term can really help them uh, whenever you know, it's time to reload roster, roster spots. Uh, you know, having these guys that got that folks want to come play with to be like, you know, figure, you know, when Brent Burns retires, they're going to need another uh, defenseman to pair with Jacob Slavin, uh, another offensive minded defense defenseman to pair with Jacob Slavin. And the fact that you have the best defensive defenseman uh, locked up long term. Yeah, that can be a really good thing uh, when it comes to drawing free agents, getting guys to waive no trade clauses, having these really good players locked up long term, not just for one or two years. The fact that they're going to have that is really, really good. Yeah, definitely. They're they're setting themselves up in a good place going forward. Yeah, hundred percent. And like you said, there's some other guys that uh, Waddell talked about in the press conference and we will dive into those names right after this quick break folks all right folks we are back and it is time to talk about some other names that were talked about during the press conference this afternoon because the hurricanes do have some other guys that have contracts coming up uh, sooner rather than later and what did don waddell have to say about these guys andrew yeah, the the thing that I thought was interesting was he talked he mentioned when he was talking about the young forwards that they've already got locked in in Aho, Svechnikov, Kokaniemi. He then pivoted specifically to two guys that are going to be RFAs next offseason 
in Martin Natchez and Seth Jarvis mm-hmm. and wanting to get them locked in long term. I just because they're going to be RFAs, I don't think you're going to see the Hurricanes sign either of those guys to extensions mm-hmm. this offseason. They're probably going to want to see what happens with both of them going into next season. They're going to have plenty of leverage with both, with them being RFAs, as we've talked about in the past. You know, we saw last offseason, I don't think Natchez actually got his contract signed until August. Mm-hmm. So those, those, but. It does sound like they're viewed as long-term pieces of the puzzle that the Hurricanes want to keep around long-term. And I, I mean, I certainly agree. You saw what Jarvis did this past year. You saw what Natchez did with his bounce back. I honestly feel like we talk about the Hurricanes for next year, wanting to add external scoring, wanting all these things, you know, adding Orlov, adding bunting, what that's going to do to make the team better. I still think they should look to add some external scoring if they can, but I also think we're discounting. I think Seth Jarvis could really have that big, consistent breakout year next year playing with Sebastian Ajo and really bring even more to the table for the Hurricanes. So that's a contract negotiation that, depending on what happens with him next year, is going to be interesting in the future. Yeah, it it is because, you know, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility of them getting extensions done now this offseason or I think what would be more likely if it's going to happen before the start of next offseason I do think that you could potentially see a mid-season type move we did see that with Jesperi Kokanyemi a, a couple years ago of they just signed it you know in mid-season I think you know if things are going well you could definitely see that happening but like you said the Hurricanes do have a lot of leverage in these situations but I also agree with you. I think you know Seth Jarvis, he is a guy that could be really dangerous when it comes to scoring there on that top line with Sebastian Ajo, Marty Natchez. He's coming off of a 70-plus point season. So both these guys are heading into contract years, and you know we, we can see what happens with them, how they decide to show out this year, because I think it's a very strong possibility for these guys to continue to take steps forward in their career. Yeah, I do as well. I think, I think that's going to be another key facet for the hurricanes going forward. The other one, obviously there are other guys, big key guys that this off season that they're looking at that are going to be UFAs after next year. The main three being Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, Tavo Teravainen, Dom Waddell did say that they've spoken with all of those players and their representative. Well, probably not with the players, with their agents, but they're not close with any of them on extensions. You know, said there's different markets for different players. The Hurricanes are a salary cap team, but you you are limited by that salary cap, so they have to figure that out. That to me, it feels like we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna see extensions for any of those guys this offseason. I really don't. We talked about this this morning with my react and my reactions to the picture of the defense as a whole following bringing back team Tony D'Angelo. I still think Brett Pesci is going to be traded. I still think there's a decent chance that Tavo Teravainen will be traded. You know, they free up cap space to try to bring in a goal scorer that they want because you know what, that was the other thing Waddell mentioned, you know, he's always, you know, looking to make the team better, but as it is right now, they have less than 2 million in cap space. So there's really not a whole lot of moves 
they can make. But I think, you know, the way that cap space gets opened up is you trade a Brett Pesci, you trade a Tavo Teravine. And so needless to say, you know, we talked about this this morning. I do not think the Hurricanes are done. This is not today's Ajo extension is not the last piece of news we will hear about for the Hurricanes this offseason. I think there is still at least one trade to be had. Maybe multiple if you if you're looking at kind of like you know you trade Pesci you get the assets you go get them for a goal scorer maybe they trade Pesci and or Teravainen and use the cap space to go sign Vladimir Tarasenko he's still a free agent so mm-hmm. there's still a lot of moving parts and I do not think we are by any means set on the Hurricanes opening night roster right now. Yeah, I, I don't either. I do think we're definitely going to see some more moves be made this offseason. I feel that this is really just one of the bigger ones that the Hurricanes will make uh, this offseason is just getting this Ajo extension done. I agree with you. I think yeah, they there's a bunch of different routes they could go with these trades because when you're trading a guy like Tavo Teravine and Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, you're not trading, you know, uh, a fringe NHL player. No, you're pl- you're trading a good player, so they could very well you know get you know something good in return from another team, whether it be you know San Jose with Eric Carlson, whether it be Calgary with Elias Lindholm. You know they have guys that could make these kinds of trades enticing for these other teams, and you know or on the flip side you trade these guys, you could get a bunch of assets in return. You could get, you know, if it's in terms of a, just a move to clear up cap space, you know, to, like you said, you know, sign Vladimir Tarasenko or what have you, you know, you can get a decent haul in assets as well. Yeah. And I think that, I think we could see these moves maybe start to happen sooner Mm -hmm. because I taught, I touched on this this morning, but, Sebastian Ajo is the number one piece. He's the number one piece of the puzzle. He's the first domino that you needed in this overall picture of these guys that are going to be UFAs after next year and setting up the overall look of your team. So, you know, if you're Dom Waddell and you're st- and you're maybe, you know, wanting to leave the door open to try an extension with Brett Pesci before you trade him because of all he's meant to the Hurricanes, you know, maybe, okay, now you know what Ajo's making. You have a clearer, you know what Andrei Svechnikov's making. You know what Jesperi Kokaniemi's making. You might know rough ballpark what you're going to have to budget for Jacob Slavin. Now you can go to Brett Pesci and really say, you know, we've got our picture defined. Here's what we can offer you. Do you want it or do you want to go somewhere else? You know, same with the other guys. Um, I don't see them do, doing anything long term with Tavo Teravine. And I just, I really don't. It's hard to picture it. But, this, I think, gives them that clarity that they need to now start addressing all of these other situations that I don't think we were going to get an answer on one way or another until Sebastian Ajo was done. A, because that gives you clarity on those things, like I just said, and B, because as we've heard and as we heard today, it's been Dom Waddell's top priority, so that's what he was focused on until it got done. Now it is he can turn his fo- his focus to some of these other situations. Yeah, and it feels like yeah, the Hurricanes you know, kind of had their offseason kind of mapped out. Uh, you know, they had you know the initial, you know, obviously the draft. Uh, you know, of course you had that. And then you had free agency, and it felt like yeah, they put 
a whole bunch of effort there into free agency with all the moves that they made with, you know, Dimitri Orla bringing back Jordan Stahl, uh, Jesper Fast, Dimitri Orla. Did I say Dimitri Orlov? Uh, you know, Michael Bunting. You know, they they made a lot of moves in free agency, and then like, all right, you know, we're pretty much done here. Yeah, you know, maybe a side. Well, I think they are kind of done in the terms of free agency, maybe with the exception of a Tarasenko. Uh, and then now you're moving into like, all right, that's done. Let's get Aho, you know, done. Uh, because, you know, you had a little bit more time to wait on those things. You know, free agents, you know, you got to get that done then. So, and then now, like you said, it feels like now they can transition more into all right, let's see what we can do for Brett Pesci, you know, whether it be a trade or an extension. Brady, uh, see what they can do with Brady Shea, see what they can do with Tavo Terravine. It feels like they're getting to that point of the offseason now. Yeah, I think I think we're definitely there for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of this offseason pans out, what moves get made. Because anything can happen on any given day. Uh, we, we've we seen that time and time again. But, you know, are there anything else? Is there anything else, Andrew, that really sticks out to you uh, from this press conference or things that you think are could be on the horizon for the Hurricanes that are really big? No, I don't think so. I think we've touched on everything pretty well. And I think, you know, now it's just kind of a waiting game of seeing what other shoes are going to drop in terms of potential extensions, trades, free agent signings that might get made with cap space open from trades. I, I just, the, the one thing I am confident in, like I said, there, there will be more hurricanes news in the months to come. Yeah. I 110% agree there. So make sure you are following the show along on Twitter at L O underscore hurricanes myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 Andrew on Twitter at a schnitt 53 because we're going to be talking about all these other moves that the hurricanes are going to be making this off season in future episodes. So make sure you have your notifications on, on whatever streaming platform you're listening to and you're subscribed on YouTube as well. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. And as always folks, Let's go Canes.